What? I'm I'm so sleepy. I just why are you? I'm I just I'm I'm really I'm really low. I'm really low on on energy. I just wish. Oh. It, I mean, can, do do you know anything that can help me? There is. I have heard of one thing that can help you. Oh. There's only one thing that yeah. can help you. Um, do you have a little bit of monster in you? Well, I mean, deep inside my soul. I mean, do you have any monster in you? I, I suppose Would you like we all some? do. Um, yeah. Monster energy drink. <laughs> it'll keep you. It'll keep you awake. Uh, you can drink Monster Energy Drink while listening to the podcast. No, 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 geek. Sponsored by Monster Energy I, Drink. I bloody wish we were sponsored by Monster Energy. Uh, that'd be great. If you say it enough time, it becomes true. Um, exactly. Uh, this is this is the breaking news that in yeah. the Hideo Kojima oh. new game uh, Game Boy game. Um, game- coming out for the Game Boy Color, <laughs> uh, Death Stranding. Uh, you can uh, drink actual branded Monster Energy to in- uh, replenish your stamina, just like in real life. So, just like in real life. So, you can do that and listen to the podcast as well. I suggest you go out and, list- and drink some Monster Energy drink while listening to this podcast to replenish your stamina. I actually in real really life. intended to um, to get some Monster just to drink on this podcast for this episode. It's, Unfortunately, it's I've visible. completely forgot. Yeah, but I just would pretend. tell you, I, w- I would tell you, I was doing it. Okay, well, just tell us anyway. Uh, ch- 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 that's the sound of a, a monster it's a good can. Impression. Yeah, being uh, <laughs> being opened, and I'm drinking it right now. You've drank mm. a lot of those. It sounds like you got mm. you got the impression down. Yeah, I know how that a classic monster sounds. Mm-mm-mm. Tasty. What flavor do you go for? Well, uh, the white one. The sugar-free, obviously. I'm not made okay. of calories. Uh, well, you, you've <laughs> seen you me. I, I, yeah, yeah, I literally am, and more than most, I have to admit. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I don't, I don't want to drink sugar in my drinks. But um, yeah, I get the white one. It's nice and clean, clean flavor. The blue one is quite good if you can find the sugar-free version of that. But that's more rare. I say What's the white the one. What's in is- Death Stranding? Uh, I think. What is there a variety? Is it black? I don't know. Uh, the the classic, the original flavor is black. Um, I think it's the black one. Okay. Uh, will they not have a variety of flavors? Presumably. Is Monster Energy big in Japan? I don't know. Hmm. Well, okay. I, I, I mean, I mean, this is in there because it's big in Japan, is it? It's in there because it's advertisement, hmm. and not even maybe, like, maybe they want to be something. big in Japan. Uh, from what I can see, it's just the black ones. Um, so basically, we'll do a little bit of news here. Death Stranding is a new Hideo Kojima game. Uh, self-proclaimed genius Hideo Kojima. <laughs> I saw um, you retweet this because Kojima made a very self-congratulatory uh, congratulatory tweet where he's like, when I started Kojima Productions, I had nothing but a dream and a connection and that was it. And you, um, <laughs> someone retweeted that and they um, they quoted the IT crowd of, uh, when I started yeah. Renom Industries, I had only two things, a dream and six million pounds. <laughs> yeah, imagine just, it, it's maybe the most embarrassing thing he's tweeted since yeah, he's like it, oh you're gonna be uh, ashamed shame of your, your words, words and deeds when you when you claim quiet's gonna not like yeah that, that character well, that just had to wear a bikini all the time because they there, there's a fully justified story reason for it ridiculous yeah. it'll make you ashamed, ashamed of your words and deeds um so he's Death Stranding is a is a post-apocalyptic. Well, he he's called it a game that defies any genre or classification. He said yeah. the genre of a game is a it's a stand is a stranding game. Yeah, it's, 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 oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's clearly it's okay. clearly post-apocalyptic. Society is broken down. 
babies are grown solely in tubes and I think are used for life or something. It will or probably like you, have you some, the baby some mix of action and stealth gameplay in it. Yeah, no, let's just say um, that. But you 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 have to travel for these little pockets of society. So society is completely stranded now, it, um, and you have to travel through these pockets of society, bridging the gaps together. Uh, so this is way far in the future. Society has completely broken down. But monsters but there. Apparently, yeah. monster energy is still being made. There's yeah, still that, a factory that's, out that's there somewhere. That's the future I want. What does... Ha, I, I just... And, I mean, they've, I what, and, they've kept, and they've kept all the original branding. Yeah, it's not even like <laughs> new branding or anything. It's just as it is right now. I could... I get that advertisement pays for games, but have we seen... A game of like a, a, a fictional game with such blatant advertisements. So like, I think so this recently. is just Kojima literally being like, "I can do what I want. You can't stop me." Wait, but no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't just put this in here because he wanted it in there, right? But he wants money, right? And I think he was yeah. just like, "Whatever, people won't question. Like, I can put this advertising in my game if I want." Yeah, and it's like, worked. People are, it, people, I mean, obviously, we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't Jesus. Know I, when's Death Stranding due to come out? In November. God. Uh, no, that's Pokemon Pokemon Month. Too many games. I have, I have no... Too- I mean, Death Stranding's PS4 exclusive. Oh, all right. Well, I won't get it anyway, then, because I have a PS4. I have no interest but, in Death Stranding whatsoever. I think it's going to be a bad game, which people are going to love, because it's Kojima. Yeah. But too many games. That's the other main topic I want to talk about. There's just yeah, too I, many. Put some back. Maybe maybe don't maybe don't get money from Monster Energy to make your game. Just don't just don't make your game. Just don't don't just, release it. Just leave it for a bit, a year or two, maybe. Yeah, really. Frank, frankly, uh, yeah, that's the main topic I want to discuss this week. Too many games for me to play. I can't even play. <laughs> I mean, Astral Chain. I played a bit. We played a bit of WoW. This is a busy week for both of us. But then, have you heard of Blasphemous? A game called Blasphemous came out, which looks really good. I might want I to saw get people, that. That's like a Castlevania esque game, right? Yeah, I really want. But then, if I get that now, like not only of why I've not played enough Astral Chain, but Link's no. Awakening comes out next Friday. What exactly. am I meant to do? Just well, what not am I? Get those. What not am I meant it. to do? It's just too much, <laughs> frankly. So I think, I've, oh, I've go ahead. been, I've been. I finished Fire Emblem. Here's, here's what my games have been yeah. doing these past, these past right. years. So what, so what do you think about the end of Fire Emblem? Like, non-spoiler, because I'm still playing, but just tell me, how was Fire Emblem? You, you your, finished, endings, your ending is going to be completely yeah, right. different. You, you finished the ending of one the golden, like, story the golden strand. House. Yeah. Yeah, so. So, so my story that I get in the second half of the game is going to be completely different to you. Hmm. Like In terms of where I cross paths with that house that you're in, it's once in the in the story, and otherwise I'm doing a completely different thing. Yeah. And from what I understand, you would also be doing a completely different thing. So I really liked the story and how it played out. Um, I I didn't get an S rank with anyone. I almost did. So S rank is where you get married to someone. That's Fire Emblem slang for sex. Yeah, for sex. Yeah, it's the sex <laughs> rank. Um, so yep. just before the final battle, you've got... This is, this is whatever, you know. It's, or it's not Brotherhood spoilers. in this version. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just, <laughs> just before the final battle, um, you get to choose who you want to be, like who you want to reach your S rank with. You can you can only do it with one person because then you end up getting married to them. And so I chose Hilda, which is like this pink haired, um, axe wielding lady who's really great and really funny. Um, and then in the battle, she died. And obviously, you can reverse Damn. time. I, I, so you can reverse time and, and save mm. her if you know you you have that ability. 
but she died after a really long turn and but she didn't like die die it's just like oh i need to leave the battlefield now like usually when characters die they're dead aren't they mm. whereas she was like i'm going to i'm going to retreat i'll see you back at base so i was like okay she died i don't really want to do that whole turn but it seems like she's going to still be alive so maybe by picking it, her it as an s rank you know. Well, yeah, but it's, it's a big battle. But maybe by choosing her as an S rank, like she's going to stay alive anyway to get that. To get I mean, let's face it, again. you had other options. So if she, like, if yeah, she yeah. dies, you know. Well, you don't know is the thing, it turns out. So I was like, <laughs> she's clearly not died. She's just left the battle. Like, we've not got the whole death scene with her. So everything's fine. I can just carry on with this battle anyway. I don't need to repeat that whole turn that I just did. Um, Because... That's that's the way the game tells you what's going on, you know. It's 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 made it clear that she's not dead. So I finished the battle, and you get an epilogue of everything that's happened to all of the characters after this after this big battle in the future years. And it got to her, and I thought, I've not had the scene yet. It's weird that I'm getting this epilogue. I've not had the scene yet. It gets to her, and it was like, was injured in the battle, died of her wounds afterwards. <laughs> Damn. And that was it. I was just like, yeah, what man? So I didn't get an S rank of anyone, uh, and my character ended up alone. I was really frustrated, mm. actually. I was really annoyed because it, it indicated to me that she was still alive. And I was like, okay, I can finish this battle without her. It's fine. And then it's just, nope, dead, actually. Like, just kill her. Did you replay the her... final mission? Did you go back and reload your save? No, I YouTubed the, the scene. Okay, sure. I was like, okay, I'll just YouTube what the scene would be and see what that would have been. And it was fine. So you that's get, your like, head canon. That's in your head. That's what happened. Exactly. To your yeah. No, no, in my head, she died. I just wanted to see what it would have been. You okay. know, I worked, I worked you, hard you, to get that. Very that's your well. character in canon, crying alone in a room, thinking about yeah. what might have been. What might have been, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> YouTubing. <laughs> so, it's weird. So at the end of them, um, you, you do a little like, story scene and things. For some characters, you also get like a... Um, an image of that character, like an image that you'll only see of that character if you complete the S ranks. Mm. I've looked at all the images of all the characters, and some are of them they, are, are they quite nude? nice. Uh, they're not new. <laughs> some of them are like quite nice, and some of them are, like, they're hugging your character, or whatever. For Hilda, it's just like this weird, sexy pose where like her full cleavage is out. It's it's very strange. I see, yeah, I mean, she's a very busty woman throughout the game anyway. But this, she's like got her arms behind her head, and she's leant back a little bit, and like it's it's just full on. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Bit weird, bit actually, weird. It is a bit weird. Um, but yeah, so that was that was Fire Emblem. I finished that, and it was good. I'd recommend finishing it at some point. Yeah, I will. Like, I want to play. Blasphemous looks really like my scene. I think I'll save that for like a trip or something at some yeah. point. Is that on Switch? Also. Yeah, it's on Switch. So nice. I might save that at some point. Um, yeah, and then. Fog. What else have we been playing? I mean, we World of Warcraft. World, World of Warcraft. We got in um, only one WoW this week, really. Uh, yeah, on Monday, which it was a shame. We've both good. been very busy. Yeah, it's, it's going well though. Um, in fact, we I'm really busy. We did, we did Dead Minds. We did Dead Minds. It was great. We streamed it. You can go watch we it. We did. You on can go Twitch. watch that um, yeah. on Twitch. Um, I'm going to be what with what I'm doing with our World of Warcraft videos. I'm probably going to do like just a um, mm. uh, a montage of fun moments rather than mm. upload every single one. Like, I'm going to upload my Mario Maker stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah no, so that was Dead Minds was fun. It took us like. We, we were the minimum level it. required for Deadmines. Yeah. We also bring, brought a priest who was one level below, but that was fine. There was no issues of healing at all. Yeah. Really, but that was... Um... <laughs> you say passive-aggressively, passive there were no <laughs> issues with healing at all, looking at the, the, the wizard or whatever, the warlock that we took on. Now, it was oh, good. That, we we, um, we did, did kill Van Cleef just about. 
Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we really had to we had to replace end. a few party members, but some people had to go. And then we tried to kill the the extra boss, and all roundly died. And then the instance reset because we all left it. And then uh, yeah. we couldn't do another run. I, what did we? Is it because we all left it, or because of the timer on it? I don't know. Yeah, but, um, I don't know. Uh, I looked at, I looked at the video back. It was about an hour and fifteen minutes for us to get into like the final part of the mm. of the dungeon, and another hour and fifteen minutes to do that part yeah. of the dungeon. Um, I think we should do dead mines again though, because now we are like a couple of levels ahead. And yeah, then, we're twenty now. Yeah, and we'll be twenty-one quite soon, I think, as well. Uh, unfortunately, I've got to tell you, Cal, I'm booked up all this week. I hate I'm you really so busy. Uh, yeah, maybe tomorrow evening if you're free. We can do. I'm free it. tomorrow evening. Let's do it tomorrow right. evening. I'm playing Magic fun. the Gathering tomorrow in the day. Um, what? You can't get into Magic the Gathering. No, I'm not now. getting. So my friend um, bought actually a few years ago. Now he bought um, a few boxes of the um, the comedy set that they did. It's called like um, not unglued. Unglued was like the original one they did ages ago. But it's in that series. It's like a comedy set of Magic. And then we're gonna draft them, which will be good. What does that mean? Uh, what that means is um, everyone, um, you open a pack of cards, uh, you pick um, a card from that to go into your like like deck reserve, and then you pass it to your left, and then you keep going. Everyone's picked like 15 cards from the booster pack. Um, then everyone's opened a card, pack of cards, and you keep going yeah. until everyone has however many cards. You've opened however many packs, and then from that you assemble a deck that you want. How much does this cost? Um, a box of car- a box of booster packs. Um, back when I was buying them, about five years ago, was probably about um, about thirty five pounds, forty pounds. Um, so I think he's got a couple. Yeah, it's um. To be fair, the best way to play Magic, I mean, because I think Magic can be a fun game. I think the best way to play it is just to with some friends go in on a couple of boxes. You know, you pay a tenner each and get two boxes of Magic, and then you just draft them like that. Because you, so you don't okay. collect the cards, you just you know you draft them, you make the best decks of what you can out of what you've you know you get out of the packs, and then you just have like a day where you play your decks against each other, and that's really fun. Okay, that's, that's what good. I'd recommend. If you, if you ever wanted to play Magic, that's what I would recommend. Have you been playing anything else? This, what have you been doing this past two weeks? Um, what this is the last it, podcast? Has it really been two weeks? Always um, is two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Always is, mate. Yeah. Always is. Um, <laughs> uh, I played some Astral Chain. That was really good. I went that's to a, a. That's a neat game. Oh, you've played Astral Chain now? I've played yeah, Astral Chain. Yeah, all right. Now. Well, talk to me about Astral Chain. It's. I, it's not quite gripping me as much as I wanted it to. Okay. Like, you it's, said it's, you hated it's, the, it's, the dog. I hate Lappy the dog. But she's intentionally like, annoying. Yeah. I get like, I get it. Like, you're meant to be annoyed by or shocked by this character, but also it was. I think my issue with the opening of Astral Chain is how slow it is. Okay. Like it's got it's got a very it's got a very cool opening when you're on a bike and then you're getting straight into the action, and then after about half an hour, it just chucks tutorials at you left, right, and center, and you spend about an hour and a half just doing tutorials for a long period of time. Which I get it; it's got some complex systems in there, but I found compared to other like platinum games, I found a bit obnoxious. In fairness. For me, who wasn't, who's not really played that many Platinum games before, uh, yeah. I found the pacing all right. Like, I think they introduced new concepts at like an appropriate pace. Yeah, I think that's fair. And and also the the tutorial things you can do in the police station, um, you can like that's optional. You can skip that if you want. Wait, can you skip the lappy thing? Uh, not the lappy thing. You have okay, to walk around. That was that was a bit uh, which annoyed me. But the stuff like... in like the training room. Yeah, and I I, I skipped that because yeah. well, I I did like the main combat yeah. bits to work out how to like control my legion and stuff yeah but um i thought um 
Like, for me, he's not so familiar with that type of game. I thought they introduced the new concepts at, like, an appropriate pace. Okay. Although, the lappy, the run around the station um, thing, whereby the audience, the lappy, so in Astral Train, you're a future cop. You're, yeah. you're tracking down digital monsters. I might have explained this last time. Uh, but anyway, you're at, like, few hours into the game you they get they bring out the tutorial walk around the station but by yeah. that point you've already gone to a lot of the locations yeah I, I, but I, also I, it's kind of an I extended explored, comedy sequence i explored the station initially when i first got there anyway, yeah. of my own accord because why wouldn't i yeah and then it made me do it again later on mm. i was like okay, but the music's is... really good especially the music the is sta- so the station good music really good i think it looks great yeah, um, and yeah, I'm j- I've been really enjoying Astral Chain. Other than other than the slow start, I'm actually really enjoying it. Like the combat is now, I'm getting to grips with it. I'm yeah. playing on the I'm playing on the normal difficulty, like the platinum standard. Yeah. Um. So I get ranked for every combat mm. that I do. Um. And I'm getting to grips with it, and it's mm. it seems to be quite interesting. I like being able to grapple enemies with my legion. Yeah, that's good. I like good. being able to like utilizing your legion to do different things in battle is actually a lot more interesting than I thought it was going to be. I was really mm. worried that I was just going to have to stand back and let my legion do stuff and I wouldn't get mm. the control there. But there's a lot of really in-depth stuff. You can see there's this is this is a system which is going to take some like time yeah. to master. And, and you unlock a few hours in upgrades for your weapon and like combos yeah. and stuff. So I've got like I've changed my weapon to like this heavy weapon now and I really like using the heavy version of it. I, that's that's like really fun for me to use. Um and I like doing combo moves and stuff. Yeah, so I think it's I didn't really like the initial start of the game because it just felt a bit too slow. But now I'm sort of getting into it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is this is some good stuff. What do you think of the iris bits and the investigation portions? Interesting idea. I'm mm. not sure it's executed particularly well. It's not quite L.A. Noir, and L.A. Exactly. Noir wasn't quite like a an in-depth detective thing either. No, it, I feel like it, if they're going to go with it, I would rather have gone even more in-depth. Like as yeah. it stands, it's just a linear thing of like kind of going follow to the, the clues, going to the markers on the minimap, and then picking the things. And there's no fail state. Like mm. you get asked questions about the clues that you found, but even if you get it wrong, they're just like, "No, silly, this is the answer." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, yeah. sorry," but even then, like <laughs> it's my first I, day. Exactly, it's my first time on the job. So there was one way, like, you, I gathered all the clues, and then it asked me some questions about it. It's like, okay, okay, what happened to the drone? And I chose Blast Hole. And that was apparently wrong, because it should have been... There was another clue, which was like, uh, Blast Hole through center. And it was okay. like, oh, okay, okay, that's close enough. Surely, like, why give me these two separate clues? Hmm. Or like, oh, what did it attack? And I picked um, drone, but the real answer was... Uh, yellow drone or something basically <laughs> i picked an yeah. answer and then it pretty much said what i had said in my answer mm. in there in them telling me that i was wrong mm. and it just sort of felt like it was it was too specific there at times um i think that mm. that that hopefully that section gets a bit more fleshed out as it goes along because i still i'm still mm. quite early on so maybe they just don't want to chuck too much at me but that's that's still interesting to include it adds a little element of mystery to it all like oh it's a red ghost okay even though you know it's going to be <laughs> a chimera that you're going to fight in- yeah it's still interesting to see like what the people of this world view them as yeah it, I, I quite like that that extra element to it um the chimeras are fun to fight i don't like being a cop sometimes <laughs> yeah. there's a guy doing graffiti uh- yeah, but, but during the missions, you also have optional like side missions you can do, which is usually busting people for incredibly minor crimes. Yeah, if you, if really you think that stuff. each mission is like 
like digital monsters have like invaded through a rift and are like turning people into digital versions and like killing people and stuff. And there's, there's some guy like doing graffiti and you're like, I've got to bust you. I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, or some guy stealing from like a vending machine or something. It yeah, feels it's like, who cares? Yeah, it really feels like this is, um, is this like a commentary on the police system where like the police are, um, just spending all their resources like busting people for crimes that really hurt no one. I while the city that. burns, I comment on that, but I don't think it is. I mm. think they're just like I, I think, think that, yeah, this is cops this game stuff. thinks cops is pretty cool. Like yeah. it thinks cops are good here. So you kind it's... of it kind of ends up with you like not wanting to do the side missions. I know because I don't want, I don't <laughs> want to be that sort of cop. Like I've already taken yeah. off my police uniform. Yeah, I took it off straight away. I just wear. Yeah, I, just wear I took a shirt off everything that say like that says police on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do wear the cap though because the cap's pretty cool, even though it says police along the, along the top mm. of it. I like wearing that cap. Um, um, I do like you can have like alternate outfits for your character. That's yeah. very good. I um, think you can unlock the Lappy outfit later on. Mm, and even um, though I don't really like Lappy, the idea of running around yeah. in this giant dog mascot costume is, is very fun <laughs> to me. Yeah. Also, uh, you can change anything about your character's appearance at any time, including their skin color. Yeah. Yeah. Even sure. though you've got a twin. It, it, okay. If, you, if you're black in the game, are you, are you playing as a person of color? Uh, I like I match it to my skin tone, which is like a couple of shades darker than white. <laughs> okay, like yeah. you know, does like your, I'm. Yeah. Does your twin sister also adjust that her color? Um, is she always the same? She looks pretty white to me. To be okay, honest. yeah, yeah. She's probably just. I don't, the same if you then. pick a very dark, yeah, I don't know if it's like a particular kind of twin. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe some stuff's going to come out about that at some point. But um, also, you can pick your own name. So like. Your your twin. I'm the guy, and my twin's name is Akira, and I'm just called like Schmun. Yeah, it's it's on, and then every character just refers to you as you. Look, we had two parents: one very Japanese parent, <laughs> and one. But to be fair, are you like adopted? That's like part of the game plot, isn't it? Does it say that? I don't know, but does your dad like change his skin color? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you sure. must be you must be adopted. Your dad's called Max as well, okay. by the way, uh, which cool. is. Max and Akira is is still an. Well, I guess in this way. future, all of humanity has like been pushed onto one island, so oh, it's yeah, become true. very multicultural. Even though it's all Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to the game, enjoying the game more as it expands. Mm. I think I think I can I can see some stuff here, where I'm like, yeah, that's really good. I want to see more of that, but it's not immediately grabbing me like I really hoped it would do, mm. which that's is a fair. shame. But I think, but we'll see. You know, maybe maybe it will end up at the end of twenty hours. I'll be like, this is the best thing ever. Mm. But I need to pre-order Link's Awakening and get those double reward points. Yes, you do. Um, I've also played some of the prologue of um, Demon X Machina. Oh yeah, because you're really looking forward to that. Is that out now? now? That's out now. Yeah, I've not, okay, I've not wow. played more yet, but I'm, I've played some of the. I'm, I'm leaving that again until after I finished Astral Chain, unless my girlfriend wants to play it with you me. You see, we, we both have the same stuff. problem because, like, we'll both buy games that we don't have time to play. But your your thing is, you just won't let yourself play them until you've no. done the other ones. Whereas I'll just dive in. Yeah, I, I, and have, I like, allow myself two games at a time. Mm. My two games at the moment are World of Warcraft and Astral Chain. Yeah. Did you play? Uh, has your girlfriend expressed any interest in co-op mode for Astral Chain, or have you tried it at all? I have no interest in trying that because I yeah. think they, I just they... wonder how it would work. Is one of you your legion? Yes. Okay. So you have to sort of like communicate that side of things, but also then how does the camera work? Yeah. I don't know. It seems it okay. seems very messy, and they always, okay. they have said it they didn't intend for it to be. Okay, really. sure. Yeah, I'm um, just but... curious about how it would work. Demon X Machina, very cool, very good mech stuff, getting good reviews. 
Um, I've only done the start of it to sort of see what it's like with my girlfriend. We're going to see whether we're interested in playing that together because it has a Monster Hunter style thing where you play through the main story on your own, but then they're like you can join in co-op at any moment and do like co-op missions, either mm. online or locally. Which is yeah, give me that. You know, give me give me some of that co-op mech action. I'm absolutely on board with that. But that's that's got a really cool opening which just throws you straight into it. Yeah, in a in a way different to the way Astral Chain does things. Like it was very weird playing the opening of both of those games. Very close to I played them both on the same day, and they're very drastically different openings, but also quite similar mm-hmm. in ways. In that it it's gives you the idea of throwing you into it, but Demon X Machina is very much mm. a lot more to the point than Astral Chain is. I don't know why, but when I think of I play the demo for Demon X Machina, and when I think of it in my head, I think of it as being a 3DS game. I could see why you'd think that because because of some of the like stylings of it and the graphics mm. and stuff, and certainly in the first demo. I could see that. I'd recommend picking up the latest demo, the prologue, because it's the All first right. five hours of the game, and that that carries over if you don't, if you don't want to buy the game afterwards. Yeah, it's good as hell. It's real cool. It's 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 yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to playing that once I'm done with Astral Chain. Then I <laughs> then I also <laughs> there's another game because I play. Mm. It turns out I have played some games this week. Um, mm. On Thursday I streamed Blair Witch. Remember when we talked about Blair Witch when it got oh because that's on Xbox Pass, isn't it? That's on Xbox Game Pass so, on PC. So what, yeah. what was it like, Scott? It's not a very good game. <laughs> <laughs> like it's. Um, I heard you can pet the dog though. It's basically a dog simulator. Like most of that game was petting the dog. I think. Is, is you're basically spending a lot of time taking the dog for a walk. Um, it's not scary. Like, there was maybe one jump scare in the two hours mm. that I played, and that was an hour in. And you're not like, even, like, a seasoned horror person. I'm not. It wasn't It wasn't scary. I know I was playing it with someone else there. Mm. There, there, there was some tense moments, but ultimately it wasn't that scary. Um, you do have to fight some creatures with your torch at, at points, but once you fought them once, every battle's the same. And after fighting them once, they completely lose their... Like, you're not scared of them anymore because you've already done it, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm about halfway through the game after two and a half hours of streaming it. But we ha- I had a lot of fun streaming it and playing it with my friend Hannah. But it's not a good game. Okay. It's, I, I've not seen Blair Witch, but asking her who has seen it, she says there is pretty much no relation to the film. Yeah, it's such whatsoever. a bizarre... I don't know why they made it a Blair Witch game, but also... Based on the 2016 forgotten reboot Blair Witch, and not is the Blair that, Witch project. Yeah, so it's a game officially. The license is Blair Witch 2016, not oh. the Blair Witch project 1997. What happens in Blair Witch 2016? Is that is that found footage? Yeah, it's just a straight up remake of the the old film. I, I assume the rights were cheaper. Black Hills Forest in Maryland to uncover the mysteries around. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same plot as Blair Witch Project. It's just the game's branding and like license is Blair Witch 2016. Right. Okay. Well, regardless, this has no relation to that plot whatsoever. In fact, you play a guy who has PTSD from being in a war. Um, he's has serious anxiety, and there's moments where you get like you like travel through time at different points, and like you enter like weird PTSD worlds, and like. Then you're like, you see him in the war, and then does it specify which war? No, you're just in a war. Um, <laughs> okay, somewhere. And like, you see your battalion die, and then it's, there's suggestion that you killed a kid, and it's all just very odd. And it it feels like it's many different. It it doesn't know what it wants to be. Yeah, 
Like, does it feel, the, the does it feel like the yeah. relation to Blair Witch is is tenuous? Yeah. Like a lot of the time, the only sort of like actual relation to Blair Witch stuff is that you can find cameras with like um, footage in them, and then playing that footage will change the world around you. Like you, like if you get to a bit in the footage where a fire appears and you're in the right location, a fire will appear, mm. appear in front of you. Use that to like solve puzzles and things. Um, mm. Does and it feel almost find, like... Um, you find Blair Witch logos everywhere, yeah. and that's about it. Yeah. Does it feel almost like they made like half or three quarters of a game, and the publisher was like, good news, we got the license to Blair Witch. Absolutely. For, um, it's going to be a Blair Witch game now. 100%. All right, put, put in some logos. Yeah, pretty much. It it's absolutely feels that way. Mm. Um. Maybe it pulls it back in the second half of the game, but it's not a long game. <laughs> mm. The, the yeah. dog glitched out a number of times. Uh, I'd recommend... I'm going to put together a montage of uh, some clips from the game. I'd recommend watching mm. that YouTube when I want to put that up there. Yeah. I think but, um, yeah. the horror genre really needs... The horror game genre uh, really needs like another big shake-up. Because about a decade ago, we had games like uh, Amnesia, The Dark Descent, and Outlast, which were really kind of um, like quite new and fresh. And they kind yeah. of... Um, they introduced stuff like not being able to fight the monster, and you know, and the found Outlast obviously famously did the like the footage stuff as well with the camera. And now it just feels very like solid. Uh, I think yeah, we someone slend- needs to make a game. That someone game was very big for a bit. Yeah, Slender was the original like wander around in a forest and find some bits. Yeah, someone out there now do it because I said so. Make a new horror <laughs> idea. Just do it. Could you develop do? it? I'm wondering if you could do like a like what you do differently for horror because a lot of it is very much just first person wandering. Yeah. Like I mean, if I if I knew, I'd make it and it'd be successful. <laughs> could you do a two D side scrolling horror game? Yeah, I think you can. People have tried that. I mean, did you ever play um, Last Survivor? No. It was very good. I think it's called Last Survivor. Let me look this up. Uh, it was a very good two uh, D horror game. I will. Um, Lone Survivor. No. Uh, Game Last Survivors, no. Uh, <laughs> it was called Lone Survivor. There we go. Oh, okay. Lone Survivor. No, I, did, I didn't play uh, that either. Okay, I would recommend. I, I actually get it super cheap now. Um, I would very much recommend going to check out Lone Survivor. Cool. Um, yeah. So it's it's. I wouldn't recommend it. I'm I'm gonna finish it off probably next week or something. When whenever Hannah's next available, we'll stream okay. the second half of it. But it's uh. Yeah, it's it's not it's certainly nothing special, um, which is a shame because mm-hmm. that was probably one of the biggest surprises to come out of E3. It was like, oh, they're making a Blair Witch game. Like, what the hell? But <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. recommend it. Has there been anything else before we get into news? Have you played anything else? Um, have no apart from WoW and Astral Chain, I can't think of anything. Heave ho, heave ho. Oh yeah, shit. Um. We both, both separately on a whim. There's, I had friends over, and you had your uh, obviously your girlfriend who you live with, and uh, her sister was over. Yeah, that's right. So you had obviously people over. Uh, we both were looking independently through the eShop, being like, "What's a fun game we can play with friends?" On the same and day, he- yeah. And Heave Ho came out. It's a devolved digital game, so we kind of devolved digital make quality stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, it looked really good, and it's great. What is Heave Ho, Cal? Heepho is a side-scrolling cooperative game where you have to... You play like this little head with arms 
and you need mm. to collectively get yourself to the goal by swinging and grappling onto things. Yeah, if you've ever played, um, it's kind of got a quappy element to it where the yeah. controls are slightly awkward. If you ever played Mount Your Friends, that yeah, was it's, a, it's very much like that. Yeah, so yeah. you're, yeah, you're, you start off, and obviously we've got a goal, and you have to navigate through. Um, you know, you, you've got your head of arms. You can use your hands to attach yourself to each other, or indeed to the environment, and then off you go. Yeah, it's 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 very simple. Like, yeah, you can swing yourselves. Yeah, you can you know make big chains. You it's can, fun. It's very fun. It's got like a very devolver sense of humor. Yeah. Um, it's you know really the music. Funny. The music's like quirky. It's it's very it's a it's a natural thing. Like you put a bunch of players together with these uh these kind of funny controls and and as well you have in each map you have the optional uh thing of getting the uh, there's a coin and that's normally yeah. quite quite difficult which will like increase the time it takes for you to get your. You've got to get the coin, thing, but, Scott. I don't think yeah. we ever left the coin. Like, there's yeah, no it's... chance we're like no we're we're getting that coin because it unlocks costumes. Hmm. Which you want. Oh, oh, Which you I, want, my character yeah. looks like a like a cowboy at the moment. It's great. Yeah, it's very good. Would it recommend. Is. It's, a, it's a lot of Eva. fun. It's, it's, very it's not funny. very. It's very expensive. It's like eight or nine pounds, and can, it's a good if you've got people over. You can fart people out of um, the goal. Yep. Which is very funny for the person doing it, and very annoying for those who are on the receiving end. But it never gets old for me anyway. Who was doing it? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that was that was pretty good. Uh, recommend Heave Ho. So that was what we talked about. We talked about Astral Chain, World of we Warcraft. Every, I think everything we've been playing. Demon X Machina, Heave Ho, Blair Witch, Fire Emblem. Yeah. Those are the games we talked about. I, I feel like it's good to remind people what we talked about just <laughs> at the end of that little section so they they know if they want to go get some stuff. This is what I wish they did on the radio. On the radio, they play a song. They'll never say afterwards, like, that was so-and-so by the whatever. Yeah. Um, and they and if you tune in halfway through and you're like, that was a good song, you just never know. You'll never know. That's it. It's gone. Damn. I mean, I don't, so I don't we're, radio we're doing, yeah. basically, what Radio f- 2 won't. Radio 1, BBC Radio. Yeah. Won't do it. We're, we're, we're making strides in the radio sphere with this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... Should we go on to the news? There's been some. There's some, been some news these past two weeks. News. We got. We've had a big Nintendo Direct. Let's start with that, shall we? Mm. Nintendo Sh- Direct. There was a big one. It was on at eleven at night for some bizarre reason. Yeah, it was. An, it was odd. It, was, I, it felt like I it was, was more asleep. for the, the American audience uh, this time. Mm. But that was that was a heck of a direct. That was like even more jam packed than their E3 one was. Mm. So there's there was a load of things. So let's go through the different announcements. Um, I'm reading this from a, from Kotaku, so I don't think it's in order of what was on the Direct, but more sort of just like, they've just put this in a random order. Um, Super Nintendo games finally coming to Switch, or are Makes now sense. on Switch. Uh, I think that backs that. up, that, that has, um, gives you much more of a reason to get there online. The, the NES games I was never particularly interested in. Yeah, but NES the, games but, are fine, but SNES games really hold up. But here are some real quality stuff, and they got the big hitters. You've got Brawl Brothers... Joe and Mac Two, um, uh, yeah, the big Super hitters. Soccer, <laughs> Stunt Race FX. You know, you got all of them. Yeah, all the things you could want. You've exactly. also got, uh, you've also got Star and, and Fox, a few minor America. and a few minor games. Yeah, uh, you might not, you might not have heard 2, of them. Uh, Link to the past, you know. Yeah, whatever. F Zero. You got those, but yeah, uh, looking forward to Brawl Brothers and Joe and Mac Two. Super Tennis. Yeah, Joe and Mac Two Lost in the Tropics. Yeah, everyone remembers that game. Who knows? But well, I'll find out. Uh, yeah. 
So that's really cool. I think, yeah, that really makes sense. What they have done following this, though, is that they've said they're not going to be releasing new games every month now. I think, I think it's just <laughs> going to be... Nintendo. Nintendo. Be this set. That's such a Nintendo move. Yeah. Oh, we've got a massive library of SNES games, but you can't have them. Why, why not? Well, we just don't want to give them to you. Like, it, re- it makes zero. So they got the ROMs. Well, so they can get them okay, running. But, but all the thing is, all the good Nintendo ones are there now, right? Yeah, just... So all the others are just... It's, such a, it's such a Nintendo... First of all, it's such a Nintendo move to be like, all right, as part of our online subscription, we're going to give you a uh, a Netflix-style library, you know, of NES games, SNES games. Um, well, for the NES games, uh, how many are we going to release? Well, it's going to be 20, and then we're going to um, update with, like, one or two per month. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great. And then... the. So by the end of the Switch's lifespan, we'll maybe have like 50 and then yeah. we'll call it a day. Like they've got, even if you like take out the games, the licensed games that they can't get anymore, there's still loads. They can still be putting so much up there. Um, but no, Nintendo just doesn't want to for some odd but reason. What else needs to be on there that's not already there? Like uh, just, in terms of, in terms keep, of SNES games, you, you're like, like Final mind, Fantasy and stuff. Keep in mind the purpose of, um, this like library is to get people interested in the online subscription yeah. and to keep people and to keep people subscribing as well. And, and they've already got all the best games. But the least you could do, the least you it's zero they've got all the ROMs working. It's you know, the all they're essentially doing is uploading a ROM. But I think everything le- all the good Nintendo games are there. Everything else that they would possibly put on there is just the license stuff but and can no they get the licenses for that? No, because there's so there's so much they could put on there. And at least it would keep people interested. At least they'd be like, Oh, what's this weird game like I've not heard of in ages? Like I could check that out. I just think there's no reason for them not to put up the stuff they've got. Um mm. obviously there are some licensing issues with some games, but even so, Nintendo own the rights to so many games, so much more than what they put on there. And Nintendo own the rights to more than like twenty SNES games. We can definitely would, say that much. I would love um, to see them maybe translate some games that which didn't get released over yeah. here. I mean, it's Earthbound's just, not on there. Why is Earthbound is su- not on there? such a Nintendo move to be like, we've got these ROMs, but you can't have them because we don't want you to. <laughs> um, you know, like there's there's no reason. It would keep people interested. It's just, yeah, it makes no sense to me. This drip feed. Uh, and it starts again every new console generation yeah. uh, for Nintendo. They bring out a console and they're like, all right, we're going to make our back library available. How many? Oh, I guess we're going to put out like one or two per month. <laughs> and, and maybe in five years, you know, maybe like um, you, you'll get the games that you want on there. Oh, Pokemon Snap came out in like the final week of the Wii U's life. Like, yeah, but Pokemon it, Snap's not very good. But people wanted to play it. That's for the same reason. Regardless, yeah. But my point is, it was a game people wanted, and for some reason, Nintendo did not release it on that console for years. I'll tell for you no, the reason for, for no good reason. It, it's the same reason Blizzard didn't do World of Warcraft Classic. It's probably the attitude of you think you want it, but you don't. But it's how much not, damage it's... could the Pokemon Snap do to the Pokemon brand nowadays? Because it's a bad fucking game. No, I don't think it's going to do much damage of a Pokemon brand. <laughs> Um, I, I, I will, I yeah. will never understand the the love that Pokemon people Snap want, gets, and that's what people want with this kind of service. They just want like a nostalgia trip mainly, like, and especially with the NES games, most of which you wouldn't seriously play for more than about ten minutes. No. You know, yeah. just just release. It makes no, it's no sense. It's such a just what's like. What's interesting to move. me is that the Switch, so Nintendo Entertainment System games has the twenty games on there. They're different to the 20 that are on the SNES Classic. Like, 
Earthbound's not on there. The Final Fantasy games yeah. aren't on there. Chrono Cross isn't Chrono Cross. Chrono Trigger isn't on there. I wonder what changed there where they couldn't put those on to this system and had to replace it with something else. Yeah, I've got no idea. It's such and a it, only yeah, Nintendo weird. knows. It's such yeah. a Nintendo <laughs> move. Absolutely. Um, Terry Bogard from Fatal Fury is coming to Smash Ultimate. Don't know anything about him, Me but neither. okay. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> um, I, like, I was like, I was like, okay, who's the new character going to be? Okay, here we go. We're going to get a new Smash Ultimate character, and it was just like showing a bunch of characters from a fighting game I've never played. And yep, from what I gather, Fatal Fury is part of King of Fighters, and it's not. It's like it's like the niche fighting thing. It's like if you're in the fighting game scene, you know. But if you're not in it, all right, cool. no idea. Good, uh, good he, for them. He's going to be. He's on the Neo Geo. Cool. Um, and Banjo Kazooie is available now. Yeah, I've not bought any DLC fighters for Smash. No, no, because none of them have really interested me that much. Um, you've got Hero for Dragon Age is another fight, uh, sword fighter. Banjo Kazooie was never good. Uh, um, Joker from Persona Five. I've not played Persona Five, and now Terry Bogard from Fatal Fury. <sighs> They're also going right. to be releasing more DLC characters. Cal, I, I don't care. I don't care about. Don't care about. I I'm sighing because I don't care about Smash DLC. Uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions hashtag Fire Emblem Encore is heading to Switch. What what was it? It was a Wii U gem apparently, but I don't. I've never heard of this it. This is um, it's Shin Megami Tensei crossed with Fire Emblem. Oh yeah, so okay. it's like it's like a music JRPG where you're a pop star. But mm. you, instead of getting like uh, personas that you can summon by shooting yourself in the head, I might be mixing a load of games up here. Mm. You summon Fire Emblem characters for a mm. rift in time. Yeah, it's apparently okay. very, sure. very good, uh, yeah. and it's probably one of the one Wii U games I didn't end up playing and wanted to play. So that's that'll be fun. It's going to get lost in the shuffle again. But it's coming out in January, where like nothing comes out. So we'll I don't see. think it, what else is coming out in January. I don't yeah, know. January is normally a dead time. Okay, so maybe uh, this will actually get played. Uh, Deadly Premonition is getting a sequel. Yeah, I know. Sure. I know nothing about I, Deadly you Premonition. You know what? I'm I'm gonna save. I'll probably go back and play Deadly Premonition in a quiet time. We'll yeah. see if it. Yeah, Deadly Premonition Origins is also out. Uh, that's a very uh, niche game, but cool. That it's getting a sequel. You know, I guess people like it. Assassin's Creed. I don't care about. Oh yeah, ports of Assassin's Creed Four and Assassin's Creed Rogue. The, the Was best four Assassin's Creed one games. people liked? Four is the best Assassin's Creed. Okay, it's the people like that one. All yeah, right, and sure. Rogue is like the sequel to that, so that's that's fun. Okay, Overwatch is coming to Switch. Um, do you think you'll buy this again? So I'm, I'm. It, it, this entirely depends on whether my girlfriend's interested in it. Because if that's yeah. we'll play together, I absolutely will it's, do. Because it's want... gonna cost fifty pounds. I exactly. think 50, we want fifty we pounds want is a, a bit much for a game I already own on PC. Yeah, I own it on PC as well. But the idea of being able to play it together on Switch is yeah, it's definitely fair. interesting to me. But only mm. if we both get it, you know. Mm. Um, Divinity Original Sin Two. I've heard very good things about that game. Yeah, it's re- I, obviously I've played it on PC, uh, so I don't need to get it on Switch. But I would really, it's one of the great modern RPGs. I think. But Scott, it really, has cross saves. It has cross saves. That's that's a really cool feature. I did not expect uh, yeah. that game to have cross saves, but it, it looks really solid. Um, so I mean, I've not heard any reviews of it. Uh, From yeah. what I understand, it connects but, directly to Steam whenever you connect to the internet, so your yeah. sa- your save is always updated with whatever's yeah. going on on Steam and vice versa. That's really cool. So, yeah, I mean, I would recommend if you've not played... Um, actually, you might like um, Original Sin, Cal, because you can play it um, co-op. 
you can I have definitely, a, I definitely would enjoy it. It's, it, but it's a massive RPG. That it I is a massive game, for. yeah. But if it's you a, and you and your girlfriend might enjoy playing that together, oh, my girlfriend would hate it. She doesn't like those sort of things. Like she likes okay, shooting cool. games. She likes um, games you can just jump into and play without having to like do a lot of shit around the outside. Okay, doesn't want to know the law. No, exactly. Doesn't care. Which is you know okay, fair. Cool. Um, game Freaks Town is now called Little Town Hero, which is a way worse name. The you main know, character's I, yeah. name is Axe. This game doesn't look very good. I'm going to uh, say it. It looks boring. But it doesn't have any other weapons besides ideas, apparently. Yeah, you have ideas. Uh, you fight people in battle with ideas. But you know what? I'm always interested to see Game Freaks in li- little side projects. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, I'll wait for reviews. It's coming out October, October Steve. So absolutely not going to get played. That's a couple uh, weeks before October. Luigi's Mansion 3. Yes. You know, it's... Um, yeah, the, no, the game, no the games now are Link's Awakening, Luigi's Mansion Three, then Pokemon. Well, I think Link's Awakening is not a long game. No, but I will prob. I mean, it will probably going to take up. Considering also the other stuff I got to play. Yeah, that's it's true. It's going to take up my time. Um, Doom sixty four, the game <laughs> no one wanted, <laughs> is uh, coming to. Sure, why not? Yeah, uh, sure. It's like I mean, it's a unique Doom sixty four. Was kind of interesting. It was not like a straight port of Doom. It was a whole new game, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, sure. Why not? The, one of the bigger surprises is Star Wars Jedi Knight, Knight 2. Jedi oh, yeah. Outcast. Okay. So, yeah. So, this is. Right. Do you have any memory of this game? I mean, no. you weren't really a PC gamer. No, I wasn't. This is a 2002 uh, PC shooter, um, shooter slash third person action game. Uh, this is really, like, bizarre to me. They're going to bring out the sequel, Jedi Academy, as well on Switch. Wait, so this was isn't, part- this a, isn't this the sequel? No, so this is the sequel to Star Wars Dark Forces oh Jedi Knight. Okay, so this is part of like a fairly like it was at the time a well-known series of games. So you start off with Star Wars Dark Forces, which yep. is a um, first-person shooter like Doom, right? First-person shooter, yeah, and it's kind of in the uh, Duke Nukem 3D era, like that kind that. of level. Uh, that was really good. That was good for the time. Um, I still play. I still go back and play that now. Sometimes it was a really good game. Yeah. Then you had Star Wars Dark Forces 2, um, and I think either that one, or it had an expansion which made you a Jedi. Okay. Star Wars Dark So And then this is Jedi Knight, this is Dark Forces 3, Jedi Knight 2. They dropped the Dark Forces name at this point. <laughs> so Star Wars Dark Jedi Knight 2, sure. and, then they made Je- and then they made Jedi Knight... Jedi Academy. I don't think that had a three in it, but it was a third one. <laughs> this um, is some Final Fantasy level like naming yeah. of stuff. Uh, so this is so the Dark Forces games and the Jedi Knight sub series, I guess you could call it. Um, you know, it was um, it's kind of bizarre that they're doing this for me because I I remember it like it was very well received at the time. People really enjoyed Jedi Knight too. Yeah, and all these games, but basically forgotten now. Like I, I very rarely yeah. see people, uh, even like people like me who were like mostly PC gamers as kids, like talking about Jedi Knight Two or Jedi Academy or anything like. It's really weird. This and is a thing top- that no one has asked for. Yeah, is no one asked for this on Switch? <laughs> I mean, it looks cool. It's so you know. Okay, so and f- second of all, they're only doing the single player portion. So oh. and the multiplayer, but you know what? That game had a great multiplayer. Oh, okay. I would, I, I would play that multiplayer again if it was active. Uh, that's the thing. I would, I would, I'd pay the fee to play active Jedi Knight Two multiplayer again. But the single player campaign, I mean, I have it on PC. So maybe you, know. you should write to your counselor. 
and yeah, get them to bring so back multiplayer. It's, it's so bizarre because this is a like okay. So in terms of like the game, it's a very early two thousands like shooter. It is in that post Half Life. Is it a pre- shooter? It looks yeah, like so, a person action. Game. Yeah. So okay, it's a shooter. Until you get your lightsaber. So oh. you don't actually become a Jedi until halfway through the game. Wait, so they, they get- didn't show any of the shooting stuff? Yeah, oh, they didn't, no. Because that's bit no one wants to see. Um, but yeah, so for a game called Jedi Knight, you don't become a Jedi until like halfway through <laughs> that game. That seems sort of false advertising-y. Yeah, it's super like, weird. Like, if I start um, this game and I'm not, like, doing slow-motion flips and sl- oh, yeah, lightsaber... Oh, Cal, you won't be for, like, ten hours. What? This is a proper, like, old-style... It's in, in in PC shooter terms. It's in the post-Half-Life, pre-Half-Life 2 era of um, shooters. So it's, first of all, long. Like, games at yeah. that time were long. So, like, you know, 20 hours plus, probably. You're not going to become a Jedi till 8 to 10 hours in. Uh, it's gonna and be then sh- is the rest shooter of the third-person action? Yeah, well, it's you can still shoot. You can still go into first person if you use a gun, but obviously you have your lightsaber. Um, That's but also so bizar- bizarrely, legendarily, uh, the level directly after you get your lightsaber, you basically can't use it. Like it's designed, <laughs> all the enemies are on like ledges that you can't get to, and they like you have to shoot, and it's really like infamously like a pain to do. Why do people like this game then? It, it was 2002. For 2002, it was like a fun Star <laughs> we didn't Wars know better. adventure. Oh, yeah, because like in terms of gameplay, like I said, it's in that Half-Life era where like you can expect a lot of going off on like plot and then a long section of like on your own traversing a level. Um, because I feel like in terms of shooters, like Call of Duty 2, Call of Duty, uh, the, the originals on PC and Half-Life 2 like introduced this kind of... Um, you have like a squad of NPCs who are kind of backing you up. Right. And it feels more like you're part. Of, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. If you play like a modern shooter, yeah. like it feels like you're part of more of like a, a cohesive, like world. Whereas in this one, it's like you're the big hero. You're going to kill all the bad guys. You're going to go off and do like your thing, uh, including some nice platforming. I hope you like first-person platforming. No. Um, and no one then does. you get a bit of plot, and yeah, it's uh, it is a weird choice for a. Game. Jedi Academy, the third one, you're always a Jedi and it's more third-person action. Maybe that's the better one to go M- Maybe, but also, like, who cares at this point? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, also that. Yeah. If you who want cares? a nostalgia trip, the game is, like, a few quid on Steam. Just go it's going to be, it. like, 40 quid on Switch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, um, it'll release for £19.99. It's not, it not worth £20. Wait, pounds. is it actually releasing for that No, price? I don't know. That's okay. my prediction. Okay. Probably. You're probably you can right. get it for, like, a few quid on steam i recommend that it's a 17 year old game your pc can run it (laughs) anyone's pc can run it now yeah please just um do that and don't bother to get it on switch it's this is not a game that i'd be like oh i really want a portable version of this (laughs) i really want to play the single player campaign from star wars jedi knight 2 um on the go on the go how weird are we just going to see more of this now where game companies just well, sort of like, what can we, you know what? What we chuck at Switch? You know what? Give me Morrowind for Switch. I'll buy that in a second. Yeah? Morrowind was great. I love it. I'd buy, I'd buy Morrowind to play on the go. You could buy Skyrim Even if I Switch. can't. Even if I can't. Yeah, but Skyrim's not as good. <laughs> yeah, but Scott, Skyrim. Uh, Skyrim, the, the zombie of video games, it won't fucking die. Fosroda. 
<laughs> um, I, I once played Skyrim on Switch and I took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> give me give me obscure early two thousands <laughs> PC games. Now obscure but I still have in my collection somewhere. Give uh, me uh, the commandos game. The command oh, do you remember commandos? I remember that commandos. was really good. I wish we'd get a new one of that. I think we are getting a new one. Maybe. Um commandos Give me three. um Command and Conquer Red Alert 2 on <laughs> Switch. Four? Uh, five? What's what's the last Commandos game? Uh, three is the last one nope, I remember. That's like five, six. Oh my god! There's a six at seven. I think it's we're up to seven. Okay. Wow. Weird. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh. You know what? I would play on Switch. Uh, give me Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. That's a good game. That that's a well good game. But I'd play that on the go, definitely. Yeah, you go Nintendo. Get it. Oh, yeah, get there it you go. That's my. That, that's my. Uh, um, Super my Kirby thing. Clash is a free-to-play Kirby game for four players. Uh, so it's I've like, heard it's like described a, as like Monster Hunter, but for Kirby. Kirby Monster Hunter, which yeah, it looks fine, but Kirby games are kind of. I like Kirby games, but I just can't see a. Multiple. A friend of mine played it. He said it was fun, but like completely disposable. Yeah, exactly. That's that's how it looks to me as well. Like, it's not the character I'd pick for this sort of. What they're, whatever they're doing here. Mm. Like, it's cool, because it's like, you know, another reason to have Switch online, whatever, but it's it's just an... It's weird to mm. pick Kirby for that. Yeah. Why not Why not do, like, a Link-type thing? I, I guess Luigi's Mansion 3 has screen part mode. I guess it's... Sorry, I, I interrupted your news story. <laughs> I guess it's because they had all the assets from the last Kirby game on Switch anyway. Yeah, so why sure, not do why that? not? It's probably very cheap to do that, but, mm. yeah, I don't know. Luigi's Mansion 3 gets a Scree Park mode, which will pit two to eight players against each other in arena-style ghost battles. That look pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I love but... Luigi's Mansion multiplayer. Give me more of it. Yep. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield All has right. uh, a Pokemon camp where you can play with your Pokemon, which looked a bit boring. All right. But also, you can make curry uh, just curry dishes. You can have like 100 <laughs> different curry sure. dishes. There was, there was sausage curry. There was toast curry. Which is just basically it's curry and rice, and then another topping on top, and there's like toast right. on top of it. Or so, so Cal, in light of any new information about Pokemon, will our old friend, uh, the angry Pokemon YouTuber, have made more videos? What Please. do you think? I bet. He I, has. I'm going to have a look now. So, when we last uh, featured <laughs> this channel, uh, he'd made about five. I bet uh, he's racist so that, about that. Was curry. two months ago. So, and since then, he has. So, we got the first five. Um, yeah. And then we got one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, and one about Nintendo Switch as well. Oh, wow, so this okay. guy, he's kind of this channel kind of fascinates me because I'm looking at the videos he was doing before um, he started doing the Sword and Shield like rant videos, and they're just kind of like I'll give you some like you know things. The best worst show ever, Ubisoft E3 2019. Uh, you know, uh, why the Sonic movie will be better than Detective Pikachu. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, Sonic movie 2019 design. Like, is this kind of like gaming stuff? Uh, is Sonic Lost World a Mario game? Like, just sort of 
No, stuff like that. Um, and then he hit, he did his first Pokemon Sword and Shield. That got about 140,000 views so far. He's, he had about 15,000 subscribers when I saw him. He's gone up to 18 and a half now. God, so he's, um, that's a massive but, trajectory. And since then, he is only, he has only been doing these like negative poke, like, He's done in total um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 videos in the last couple of months. Uh, 13 of them are bashing Pokemon, and one of them is bashing Nintendo Switch. And they're just, he's obviously seeing some sort of performance from this. Um, but I get all right, that so, negativity sells or whatever, like, but I just, I couldn't. This guy has gone all in. We're, we're occasionally uh, negative about games, but I think ultimately we try and be positive about stuff, you know, and focus yeah. on the positives but, around things. Okay, so let me let me read you these titles. So we already have um, why Pokemon's first one, why Pokemon Sword and Shield don't look so great. Uh, the second, <laughs> why you shouldn't defend Pokemon Sword and Shield. Okay. Why Pokemon Sword and Shield aren't acceptable. Okay. How to properly fix Pokemon Sword and Shield's issues. Why a, Pokemon a, a Sword and Shield played. are beyond, say, these first five, by the way. Like, no new information came out. This all happened within, like, a couple of weeks. Jeez. Um, Pokemon Masters is more ambitious than Sword and Shield. <laughs> uh, why Pokemon Sword and Shield still looks mediocre. Why the Pokemon Sword and Shield backlash is good. <laughs> I played Pokemon Sword and Shield, and it's worse than I thought. <laughs> um, why, Ninten- why the Switch is Nintendo's most rushed console. No, uh, come on. These are the worst Pokemon Sword and Shield excuses. Uh, the downfall of Pokemon, when did it begin? The new trailers uh, for Sword and Shield have a surprising Pokemon, a po- surprising <laughs> problem. Okay, okay. Uh, and okay. finally, the big identity crisis of Pokemon Sword and Shield. I bet it's about Curry. I bet yeah. the identity crisis that, that is was like This stuff. last one, he hasn't done any... This one last one was a month ago. He hasn't done oh, anything new. So he's 14-4, so he's really... Channel's taking a break, I guess. What happened? Did he, did he maybe see know. the latest trailers like, actually, that looks pretty good. Did he just? I uh, know. Did he just uh, get fed up of all the hate? Did he realize he had literally nothing more to say about Pokemon Sword and Shield? <laughs> we'll talk about something else then, right? I mean, I know yeah, we're being I mean, negative about this one specific dude, but Jesus. <laughs> well, you know, he's our nemesis now. <laughs> we've, we've got an enemy, and he doesn't know it. We always do this uh, in games. Yeah, we, we always. We always the, yeah, when we, we play do. games online, um, we end up getting an enemy, and now we've also got one for our podcast. So that's all. <laughs> oh, good. Well, you know, we've not explicitly. I guess you could just Google the video names, but we've not. I don't want to like call him out by name because I'm sure he's just trying to do his channel. But I just think it's very, it's a very weird like turn for a channel that was about just like games in general. But he's not alone either um, doing this sort of stuff. Yeah, and he just kind of pivoted fully to like being negative about Pokemon, but that's going to get him views. Sad. Anyway, um, Pokemon Sword and Shield sucks. I, I don't want to play with Pokemon in a farm. I don't want to eat toast curry. This is the worst Pokemon game ever. Click the link below will, to find out why. It will be fine. It will be a Pokemon game. You will play it and probably enjoy it. I think I've said it before, but people wanted so badly for the portable Pokemon experience to be on a console. And they've done exactly that. And people are like, but not like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's um, You've got what you asked for. And that's fine. More Animal Crossing details. Yeah, Animal Crossing looks really great. Sure, it's gonna, it's gonna again, it's gonna be an Animal Crossing game that I will play and enjoy. It looks like they've added like yeah. a lot of quality of life stuff, so you can get like a, you can pole vault across rivers now, so you don't have to go find that one bridge in your town to get across yeah. the river. 
Um, you can. So it looks like there's a big focus on crafting in this, obviously, because you're on an island. Um, so rather than just like the loop of getting an axe, cutting stuff down to then afford a better axe, like this is focusing more on like crafting better equipment for yourself, which I think is quite neat. Like I don't think it's going to be a full-on survival game or anything, but I think having other ways to get equipment beyond just sell stuff is definitely going to be welcome. You know. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm really looking forward towards that, to, to Animal Crossing. That's I wish it was releasing this year. I would put aside every other game for it, but I can wait till March, I guess. Me too. <laughs> uh, Trials of Mana. Whatever. Like, look, I've heard <laughs> those games. I've heard those games are good, right? But the collection came out for Switch of the already released games. It was some absurd price. It yeah. was ridiculously priced for what are two SNES games. Uh, this is the remake. Yeah. Whatever. Looks quite cool. I don't care. <laughs> I'm of- sure people will enjoy it. Return of the Obra Dinn? Okay, I will get this because I've I've been meaning to play this for ages. It didn't I didn't catch it when it came out on PC the first time. Coming out on Switch is probably gonna be a good excuse. Yeah. To, it looks uh, it looks really cool. Mm. Um I've heard really good things about it. And the mm. guy the guy may also made papers, please, I think. So you Yeah, know, it's, it's um it's yeah, it look everyone I respect has loved it, so everyone. Rogue Company. Uh don't know anything like about a, this. It looked like a third person multiplayer shooter. So, so yeah, you know what sure. to get in that. Uh, Tetris 99 is getting a new mode called Invictus, where you can only play it if you've actually won a Tetris 99 match. That, that'll be for me. Have you have you won a match? I've won a match. I've won oh, a couple of matches. God, yeah. I hate you so much. What I want to know, they say a packaged version is coming out. Does that packaged version, like, I guess you buy it. I guess that just includes your Nintendo Online? Probably. It probably it's probably just, I don't know, it's probably just a way of getting the DLC. Like, but in package packaged form. Tetris because it's pretty bad if they have not if they're going to release it um, and they're, they're not it doesn't include Nintendo Online. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've seen it. Yeah. All right. So you get you can buy it and it's going to include a twelve month subscription. Oh, that's cool. Does it include the DLC yeah. as well? Um, this bundle includes a digital game, all of its currently released there DLC, and a twelve month okay. membership. Yeah. There you go. So that's probably a nice way to stealth. Uh, the online subscription into people. I say yeah. stealth. It's like people are like, I want to buy this Tetris game. And even though, even but it's it's just a box, right? Because it's it's just gonna have a digital code inside. Well, um, is it just gonna have a digital code? Yeah, inside? it's a Maybe. digital oh, okay. game. Um, it's not gonna be on a Switch. Yeah, cartridge, I mean, yeah, sure. I guess not. So you just buy them a box for some reason. Uh, but, I, okay. I guess it's because shelf space is advertisement, isn't it? Yeah, shelf space is advertising. That's true. Uh, Demon X Machina is demo coming out. We've already talked about that. And then I think the final thing was Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. That's a really good game. It, you you really like that game. I really loved it, Xenoblade Chronicles. And the idea of playing it a game again uh, is actually quite exciting. I think that's a, a, absolutely a game I'd like to play again because I think I played it the first time. When's it, it coming out? 2020. So not, not got a release date yet. Uh, but okay. It looks a lot better than it did initially. But the first time I played it, I was like, 16, 17, so I didn't think I really grasped all the different systems in it and stuff, so I'm really looking forward to getting fully invested in it. So yeah, good. Good Switch. Good Switch Nintendo Direct. Well well done, them. Uh... We really need to call this podcast the Nintendo Direct Bumper Edition. Yeah, because we've still got more <laughs> news to go through. <laughs> um, what they didn't put in the Direct, which was interesting, have you seen the rubber ring 
thing. Yeah, you showed me this. I thought it was like like a sex toy or something like that. <laughs> so they're releasing a rubber ring for Switch, which you attach your Joy-Cons to, and it's basically the next step of Wii Fit. Um, yeah. There's a game coming out where you use the ring in the game. If you watch, I recommend watching the trailer that I sent um, across. Yeah. Because uh, the people in it look like cult leaders, like it's, <laughs> it's really scary. The, the people's the people's faces. Like, this is a really cool ring you can use in this game. Join our cult. Submit mm. an interview. Oh god, I'm watching it now. Yeah, he looks. Yeah, they look like cult leaders. They look like they're about to mm. tell you about Scientology. It's yep, really, it's really definitely. weird. It's really scary. So that's that's interesting. I like Nintendo being weird. The game itself does look pretty cool, but the rubber ring is just like. Like, I get it, and I obviously don't knock it till you try it, but it does sort of just look Pro- weird. Probably, probably not for us. Probably not you for know, us. No, not. But I'm not oh, going to be running Polish. a place in my flat. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do that no. to my neighbours. Uh, but you know, they should release a sex toy for the Joy-Con. <laughs> There's that HT Rumble. Um, Who bought? But then again, those things get a bit temperamental. You get some dust in them, so I don't want to think like what would happen if you got some other substances. Stop right there. <laughs> You stop that right there, right now. Uh, Borderlands 3. <laughs> Have we talked enough about Borderlands 3 and the, the whole absolute oh, so many controversies. This it? is really like just such a train wreck of a game release. Like every attempt they make to like advertise this game, it gets like mired in some horrible controversy. From what I understand, the game's fine. You know, it's, it's another Borderlands game. So if you liked Borderlands 2, you're getting more of that. So, you know, whatever. The game seems mm. completely okay in its own right but the whole everything else around the game is just absolutely bizarre yeah. so again from Kotaku uh, Borderlands 3 reviews hit the internet earlier this week but only at a select few websites thanks to a bizarre scenario that publisher 2k says is in place because of security concerns typically video game reviewers work off early retail copies of games provided by publishers they can be either digital or physical and they function like any other game you buy in a store um but occasionally game publishers will send out very early game builds on debug consoles that work a little differently, but these days that's rare. In the case of Borderlands 3, which came out on Friday, things are unusual. Rather than sending out codes for the game, 2K gave reviewers special Epic Game Stores accounts loaded up with early work-in-progress builds of Borderlands 3, uh, and rather than send out review codes. So Polygon said in their review... 2K Games and Gearbox didn't send out review codes of Borderlands 3. Instead, they set reviewers up with new Epic Games Store accounts with the game unlocked and gave us a few warnings about the game being a work in progress. They asked us to stay away from DirectX 12 implementation, for example, and told us that our progress in these builds may or may not carry over to the final game. Uh, they apparently ran into some severe technical issues while playing it, including random crashes, and in one case, someone losing six hours of progress and having to start from scratch. Kotaku requested access to Borderlands 3 for a review but did not get access. Representative 2K cited security concerns and told us to get the code for the much-anticipated loot shooter later on in the week, the day before the game launches. Um, It turns out that all European video game outlets also didn't get codes. And so it's just sort of like, what are they doing? Why would you do this? I don't know. It's like really like. It really makes no sense. The game must have gone gold by now, right? Surely, surely the week of release... You would think so, right? Unless they're really working up on it right up until... Like, the, uh, week, release the week of release, sending reviewers yeah. a completely broken version it's of the game. It's so weird. I don't know why. And they're not sending it to everyone. Yeah. Like, why send them a broken version? Why not send it to everyone? 
I, I just, don't know. Just bizarre. It's just so weird. So bizarre. Like, it's, I, I, I do not know what's going over there. Going on over there. What are they doing? Uh, here's the, I want. I want to quote the final paragraph from Polygon's review. Okay. Borderlands Three, if it works well at launch, is a competent game <laughs> that feels like a passable continuation of the franchise instead of an evolution. It's the same general idea with new vault hunters, but with a little, with little of the joy and danger that I fell in love with in earlier entries. That's God. That's pretty. <sighs> ouch. Yeah. Not what you want from your big release. No, from one of the one places, from one of the few places you sent it. Places that you gave a review code. But why do you do this? Oh, it's so odd. I'm staying mm. away from that game. Like me and my girlfriend were maybe considering getting it, but just hearing all of this, I'm just sort of absolutely yeah. not. God, uh, if this game bombs, like 2K deserves everything they get because well, if this game bombs, it's... then Gearbox are pretty much done. Whew, yeah, um, it's just bizarre, completely nonsensical. Not even Nintendo would do that, but Nintendo would do something else. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> Nintendo has won their UK High Court case to block piracy websites. So UK internet providers must block access to websites which enable Switch game piracy. Nintendo has successfully argued in court. Um, and the injunction requires five major UK ISPs, Sky, BT, EE, TalkTalk and Virgin Media, to block or at least impede access to four websites which help distribute pirated Switch games, modified hardware, or provide information on how to mod consoles for piracy reasons. What do we think of that? Yeah, I mean, sounds like something that would happen. I mean, I get it from Nintendo's perspective. Um, I'm just not sure what sort of... Obviously, Pirate Bay, for for example, has been blocked for a lot of UK ISPs for a long time anyway. You know, we've already had this standard set. But where do we go from here? Like, it, Could it just be that like any website that the government doesn't like can just be blocked completely? Yeah. I mean, they're thinking about doing that now, aren't they? Yeah. Um, they've got the new porn so, laws coming yeah, in as well. The, well, they've been trying to do that for a while, but they keep pushing it back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely do not approve of, like, banning websites. Um, yeah, pretty, I mean, but it is something, like, a big company would do. I can't blame Nintendo individually, because, like, all these big companies are doing it. It's just a symptom of, like, the capitalist system. So, yeah, it's pretty shit, uh, really. I mean, this is part of Nintendo's ongoing battle against Switch piracy, which is incredibly easy to do. Is it? So, my understanding is that basically the Switch, it's a function of the actual chipset, like the hardware using the Switch. It's just very easy to hack. All you need to do is you just, you can um, get like a little, like, bit of, you can make or like order through like one of these websites a piece of hardware that just slots into the Joy-Con bit. Oh, right, and that okay. will like allow you to hack. It's just an intrinsic like feature of a hardware that they can't really solve. Well, they've, they've solved uh, it by... Re- if you like, they've changed the hardware in recent been releases, trying, right? Yeah, they've been trying to. So um, the Switch actually has... You know the Switch has inbuilt brick code to yeah. like, brick your Switch away. So what what actually... A weird uh, thing about the Switch is um, every copy of every Switch game has a unique identifier. Okay. And if Nintendo um, know that a certain copy of the game has been pirated, has been distributed, they can actually... Uh, put out a thing on their online system to um, like brick all Switch consoles using uh, copies of that particular copy of the game. Right. Okay. But so, yeah, it, yeah it, as far as I'm aware, the they're trying to combat it through software, but it, just hacking the Switch is just a vulnerability in the hardware for earlier releases. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they change for hardware significantly. I think they've done think, some changes to like different yeah, parts of it, which but, stops that. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but, but this is part of their ongoing battle. God, just weird. Uh, I wonder if we'll see more of that. We probably will. As this sets a standard to get other companies to do the same, doesn't it? Like, what? Yeah, else I mean, they're already they will do it if they can. They're already yeah. trying. Like you said, like sites like the Pirate Bay already get blocked. Uh, like that. Yeah, it's sad. I, I'm against it. Yeah, it's, it's I bad. can't really say much more than that at this point. Um, PewDiePie. Oh, I've put the wrong it's link. Racist. I put the wrong Pewdie- link here. Po- popular um, white supremacist uh, gamer. PewDiePie. <laughs> no, he is a white supremacist. Yeah, he is. Say that. Uh, popular Nazi and white supremacist gamer PewDiePie has done something racist again. Well, he didn't actually do anything racist this time. So the the link I've put there is is the wrong is the wrong link. But basically, this time. Um, he decided to donate fifty thousand dollars to um, ACL. It's it's tricky because I'm, I'm having to do this from memory now. PewDiePie donation <laughs> to a charity about against uh, to uh, to an to an anti hate charity basically. So he was like, you know what? Enough's enough. I've been responsible for too much stuff here. I'm donating fifty thousand dollars to a charity that's against, that's sort of like against anti-Semitism, so like works to stop hate against anti- against uh, Jewish people. So to to compensate for the time that he paid two um, <laughs> two men to whole sign saying kill all Jews. Yeah, uh, he's he's he messes his penance. And keep in mind, by the way, PewDiePie's a mold. Uh, got tens of millions yeah he's the uh, most he popular youtuber yeah. ever he's got 100 so, million um, subscribers fifty thousand dollars is kind of a pittance yeah but this was this was money it wasn't money he got he was donating himself it was money he was being given by a company called honey yeah um and rather than being so, paid for something he did for them he donated to charity uh-huh so anyway so that well, so that you know okay. he's trying to do some so he's trying to do something good there he posted a tweet about it saying it wasn't a joke how <laughs> he was actually doing this it wasn't like ironic or anything and his fan base kicked off. They were so annoyed that he would do this, that he'd donate to the Anti-Defamation League, the ADL. Um, and then fans like created this whole conspiracy that he'd be legally forced to do it. And so after a massive backlash from his fans for donating to an anti-hate group, he withdrew the donation. <laughs> yep. Because PewDiePie and also his fans are white supremacists. So- Most, a lot of them, they're, they're racists. Um, here's, here's from The Guardian. YouTuber Felix PewDiePie Kelberg has withdrawn a $50,000 pledge to an anti-hate group, which he had dedicated as a means of atoning for past accusations of racism and anti-Semitism after backlash from his fans. The Swedish vlogger had promised funds received from a sponsorship deal to the ADL, a not-for-profit organization that fights anti-Semitism. But he apologised to fans who had been developing conspiracy theories that he had been pressured to make the donation in a video uploaded on Thursday. I made the mistake of picking a charity that I was advised to instead of picking a charity that I'm personally passionate about, which is 100% my fault. Oh. He. Just. What? Yep. Um. Pretty pathetic, really. That's the only word I can use to describe it. It's truly pathetic. It. He said he said he should have done some more investigation into like what the actual charity was before he did the donation. It's like, what do you need to investigate? It's anti-hate. That's literally all it's about. Oh, that's not what I stand for. I should have I should have thought more about this before donating to something against the against anti-Semitism. 
Jesus, just whoa! Like just when you think it couldn't, he couldn't do something worse. At this point, he had to choose between popularity or morals, and once again, he chose money and popularity. And he is is uh, is continued to be a bad influence for the people who look up to him. You know, he's the most popular yeah, YouTuber. He has this yeah. massive platform. A terrible influence. A really like pathetic. He's pathetic. He's a, tr- a truly pathetic man. Yeah, absolutely. I, oh, it's it's stunning to me. Um, I just wanted to put that one in there because I didn't want to end on that one. Uh, I do want to end. Oh, let's quickly mention Anthem, which oh, we talked a bunch. Fuck of... PewDiePie. Yeah, fuck PewDiePie. Okay, we fuck haven't had that. Fuck off, PewDiePie. <laughs> we need one of those in every podcast. Um, Anthem is now joining EA Access because it's not selling it well. Yep. Uh, cool. I just want anyone to play that game at that point. And then the final news story: KFC <laughs> is mating, making a dating sim. I almost said mating a dating sim, which I suppose mm. is also true. Uh, you can also romance Colonel Sanders. Mm-hmm. KFC has had a, a interesting history with making weird publicity games. Because they also had the VR game where you made KFC. Yeah, this um, is this is like obviously marketing, and it's just like it gets them in the headlines. KFC's made this weird game. Yeah, so you in, it's in just... the game, which seems to be very sort of like anime based. Um, mm. You're a person in culinary school. And your teacher is Colonel Sanders, and you can romance Colonel Sanders, yeah, who's sure sexy in this game, I guess. <laughs> when did Colonel yeah, Sanders so become sexy? Implying that he's not sexy in real life, uh, to be honest. <laughs> um, he's de- no, it's just he's definitely a white supremacist. Um, well, yes, probably. Um, <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it's what well, um, KFC is kind of slightly off the ball with this sort of stuff. They're like one of the. They've done some interesting marketing things, like this. I have it issues. is marketing. It is meant to like bring more awareness to KFC. But I have yeah. issues yeah. with Colonel Sanders being the head of this school and then using that position to bang students. Yeah, true. and that being a positive thing for KFC. Mm-hmm. They Real, didn't think this through. They didn't think this through. I hope someone gets fired for that blunder. Uh, but that's yeah. What what can you pick? One of three houses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. Sadly, uh, but it's 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 weird. Um, I think it's a game you can buy. Buy. Wow. Uh, if true, huge. If true, you can also get taught by a dog. You... They've really just put in like, what do people like? Uh, dogs, anime. Yeah. Just put it all in there. Yeah, it's available on Steam. Let me have a look at. Is it out yet already? Let me have a, let me have a quick. I'm look. looking at it. Um no, twenty fourth September. Has it got a price? Um, it won't allow me to pre-order, so that leads me to believe it might be free. Okay. Oh no, it's free. Okay, it's gonna be free. Okay, sure. I'm like, I'm not gonna give it a go. Uh, I'm not gonna no. try. It. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it will have a lot of it. So a game like this, this is designed to get a lot of YouTube coverage. Yeah. A lot of let's players will be like, look at this crazy KFC game. Yeah. And people, yeah, it's. I'm sure it will work well. I'm, I'll probably get a bit of coverage out of this. KFC is a bad company. Um. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, but no worse than any other big company, to be honest. I guess not. I'm, I mean, as a vegetarian, I personally have other issues mm-hmm. with them, but you know. Whatever. Yep. 
That's that's by the by. Maybe they'll make a Fire Emblem style game where you just kill innocent chickens. <laughs> the chickens are like no threat to you, but you send out like your forces. Maybe it'll be an MMO, but you just have the mission to collect chicken carcasses over and over. Uh, the f- you, there's only one quest, and it's like bring me ten thousand chicken carcasses, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> just go into the farm yes. where there's chickens just yeah. side by side in in this yeah. battery farm. You just gotta kill them. Yep. Cool. <laughs> let's let's go on to the questions. Cool. We've, oh, got, we've got questions. Oh, we we we've got questions. All right. Yep. Yeah, so who, who are these from? We've got the question section now. That was all the news. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. So the first question comes from Lee in Manchester, who's asked a few questions to us. Hi, Lee. Um, I think this has been. I think imagine this question has been inspired by Link's Awakening. But if you could revive or remaster a game franchise, which would it be? So again, it's a game that doesn't exist, isn't being made at the moment. We mentioned Commandos before. What would you revive or remaster? Oh, that's easy. Uh, give me another Command & Conquer game. But Scott, uh, they've already got a Command it... & Conquer game coming out for phones. Yeah, it would be brilliant. <laughs> uh, give me another real Command & Conquer game. Make it like an isometric, you know, a nice 2D art style. Okay. That's popular now. Yep. Nice isometric. And get have those live-action cutscenes and make them real cheesy. Like, I want the low-budget, be, like, unskilled actors. I just want the whole thing. Don't put celebrities in there like they try to do with the later ones to make make you care. I just want, like, complete unknowns, B-movie actors. Just make me a Command & Conquer game, like, a classic one. It'll be really good. Like it. I'm mostly against remasters, usually. Uh, I I know Link's Awakening is, like, a... um... Like one of the one games I'm getting that's a, that's actually a remaster. I'm like, yeah, okay, we'll we'll do that because it looks completely different to the old game, and I suppose it needed an update at some point. So I'm I don't know how really I know how to answer this question. Well, but revive though. What dead friend like franchise would you revive? Um, <laughs> uh, I really don't know. It's 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 really hard to think of something. I would like them to see. We haven't had a proper Pac-Man game in a while. Mm. We had those Pac-Man Championship games, which were really really good. Like they're really really great. Um, and they've done nothing with it since. I'm not yeah. sure how well it's sold. I, I think it was easier for me because I was really into like RTS games um, yeah. when they were big. And now the RTS genre has kind of died on the PC. And I don't know why, um, because when Kickstarter revivals of classic like genres and franchises are so big, no one has done a big Kickstarter for like a classic-style RTS game. I, I suppose it's because it's hard, they're hard to make. Also, there's yeah, not guess, really much of an yeah. audience for them. StarCraft has stopped doing going now. You've got Warcraft 3 being remastered, coming out soon. Yeah, I think there's like enough of an audience to fund like an indie-level game. Hmm. Why don't we you should do, why it. Don't you do it? You, you and me. Yeah. I know nothing I mean, about I can, RTS games. I'll be the I, I don't know anything has about how to make a game, but I do can make the cutscenes. I'll do the, the story. Okay. I need to find someone who knows how to make a game. <laughs> okay. Um, Google, how do I make a game? My sort of franchises still <laughs> exist, really, so it's, it's, it's difficult for me. Uh, I really would. I wanted Guitar Hero and Rock Band to make a resurgence, and the, oh, the last yeah, games they I put would. out didn't. Yeah, like I guess it's just yeah. it's gone now. Like that, that, that people aren't wanting to get back into that. Oh no, I know something. Yeah. Bring back Skate or Tony Hawk, but in like a good okay. way. Like make a, a good, good game. If Tony Hawk's Pro Skater mm-hmm. Five had been good rather than an absolute shit show, that could have been a resurgence for it, but it wasn't. Yeah. So geek, bring me that back. That's that's my answer. Okay. With all the sort of nineties tunes that that come with it. The next question comes from Dexter in Torquay. Uh, I don't, I don't understand this. In Destiny Two, <laughs> you don't understand it. In Destiny Two, why is it power level, not light level, even though you get your light back? 
Um, Scott, please answer that question. All right. So what we've got to understand is in the law of destiny, um, you've got light. Light is power in a way, but you, what you're forgetting is the um, the ancient race of Energons. Oh, who are yeah. really the progenitors of, of like the whole thing. If you, the plot really revolves around them. If you go right back to it, you have to. Um, you've got to think about um, Skullfrax, the original uh, Energon. <laughs> He's the one who first uh, really tamed the Destiny. Yeah. Um, and like got up, you know, built up all the Destinies. So really, like your lineage. And if you, um, I know this is a bit. A bit difficult, you know, it's something eagle-eyed gamers will spot. Uh, if you look at your character's uniform, you will see that on their right shoulder pad. <laughs> um, oh, I say that, but you don't have a left shoulder pad, do you? Uh, on, on your shoulder pad, which you're only wearing on your right shoulder, uh, there is, if you zoom in at exactly right angle, you'll see that there is an ancient Skullfrax symbol. <laughs> so I think, I think really the, the deep lore, the current... I mean, there are, people are making YouTube videos about this all the time, you know. It's an evolving conversation. But I think the current theory that I like is that your brand of destineering is you're like a servant of the ancient Skullfrax clan. And you're really... That's why you've got en- energy. Whereas, uh, you know, other people are using light, but you you, you can't do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, no, I hope that answered your question, Dexter. <laughs> uh, Rebecca from Manchester asks... What is the best food to eat when gaming? Ooh, well, uh, that's a that's a difficult one. I say, obviously, you don't want to get something in your hands. Don't want those Doritos. No, exactly. You don't yeah. want that's that's a false a false flag. No, but you can. No, but you can though. So I think I think when you're eating like crisps or Doritos or something, the trick is chopsticks. <laughs> I'm serious. You want to give it? You a need go. a little finger. You need a little finger bowl to like. Yeah, little finger bowl of crisps, fingers. chopsticks. Get the crisps in your mouth. Um, Pizza is always a good choice because it's something you can, yeah, you can but grab slices as you can. You can, want. although oil, you got to watch out for oil. Yeah. Um, but with pizza, to avoid you, oil, you just need to fold the pizza at the crust so that you don't get anything mm. on your hands. And then that's okay. Then just wipe the dust on. A nice a nice cup of soup. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's not, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, you need something that's going to keep uh, you going, you know, something you can pick at yeah. while also Like, like a sweet, like a, um, maybe a, a nice Sour Patch Kid. I'm partial to a Sour Patch yeah. Kid. I, I think, yeah. So Harry Bow. A, a, a finger buffet. Mm, a sausage roll, maybe, or vegetarian sausage roll, things if that, you're so inclined. Things that can be picked at, I think, is the most important mm. thing, is that things you, don't, you so. don't have to sit down and eat in one go, you know? Yeah. That's the most important thing. So that's that's uh, what is the best food to eat when gaming. Josh in Swindon asks, do you consider loot boxes gambling? Yes, definitely. Absolutely. I would agree with that. I think it's. Um... And did you actually see? Um, we didn't do this on news, but a UK um, the um, gambling commission, or like a parliamentary report, has um, said that although loot boxes don't meet the current legal definition of gambling, uh, they definitely should do. And they need to be like, um, you know, they recommended that we should restrict it to eighteens and up. I could, I could agree with that. I think, I, I think if you're going to have them in the game, you know, some people do genuinely like loot box systems. Um... Just like some people do some, genuinely some like people gambling. genuinely like, you know? yeah, gambling. Um, and some people are able to do those things in healthy amounts, and some people aren't. And people should be allowed to do those uh, things if they want to. But I think when you they, aim it at children, that's when it becomes an issue. Especially children who, you know, they're not mature enough to understand the real-world implications. And they're not mature enough to understand that these systems are manipulative. That's the thing. Yeah. Because if it, if it looks like gambling, if it 
uses money, like it costs you real money, you know, it is gambling. And these uh, companies are using all the tricks of gambling with none of the re- regulation. Yep. So they need to be, I think, yeah, I say, you know, if they want them in their games, they've got to be regulated like gambling and they got to, we've got to restrict it to eatings and over. But also if you, you should, you should, I don't think you should be necessarily chastised for liking it. Like, if you like loot box system, systems No, as if well, you personally like loot boxes, I think the games, we need to obviously restrict, put them, uh, obviously make them 18 rated if they contain any uh, loot box mechanics, yeah. and also put a warning on them. I'd agree. Um, especially, and especially a lot of parents are kind of struggling to keep up right now, I think. Nowadays, parents know to look for, like, content, like violence and stuff, but they don't necessarily occur to them... Uh, that there could be like a real money like gambling mechanic in their games. Yeah, I agree. You know, there was um, there was a BBC news article about a woman who um, their sort of uh, child, like kind of young child, like five, uh, was spending money on on a game, and they didn't realise. And people and they said, you know, I was you know I was supervising them. Um, but you know the game was rated three ages three and up, so I was supervising them like if they were watching a U-rated movie. You know, like I'm, yeah. I'm seeing what they're seeing, but I'm not looking. I'm not looking over their shoulder at every single thing they're doing. Like seeing them, assume... seeing them put some currency into a box and having the box burst open yeah. doesn't necessarily indicate. Because, oh, they're spending just my money. Like, yeah, because just like if your five year old was watching like Cinderella, yeah. like you wouldn't think you like obviously. You'd monitor them to an extent, but you wouldn't be like, I need to watch this movie directly alongside them yeah, to make sure it's all... Because you'd assume, because it was rated for everyone, like a movie like that, that it would be fine. And similarly, if a game is rated three and up, you a lot of parents wouldn't even think like it's gonna have gambling you can spend <laughs> yeah a lot i mean it's clear clear to us that like because we monitor like gaming and stuff but a lot of parents probably wouldn't even occur to them that you could spend money inside a game no it's absolutely um i think people are slowly starting to switch on to that but it's still got yeah. a long way to go but yeah so i think um definitely if they if these publishers want gambling in their games if they want to reap the financial rewards because that's why they put it in there to make money yeah um, then they've got to accept the regulation that comes with it. I agree. Hope that answers cool. your question. Josh, uh, final question comes from Fox Dog Studios, a com- comedy duo and tech company in Manchester. Um, who is the naughtiest video game character? You can use hmm. whatever definition of naughty you want. Definition of naughty, okay. For me, I'm going with um, Crash Bandicoot, seems like a naughty boy. Uh, he wears shorts all the time, he doesn't look like very smart. He's, he's constantly bursting crates open. Like he's going on his venture, but he comes across crates. He's like, "Screw him! Let's get his open. Let's get the apples." Love those. Um, so he's definitely naughty. Spyro the dragon, probably kind of naughty. Uh, has a skateboard in Spyro Three, so you know, delinquent. Um, Wario, very naughty. Uh, Wario is very naughty. I do agree. And then Moxie in Borderlands Two is sort of like sexy naughty. <laughs> you know, different definitions of naughty there. Talking about what you like in the bedroom again. I, I I didn't say that I personally found her sexy naughty, but by very definition, <laughs> I think the game itself sort of points her in that direction. Mm-hmm. What about you, Scott? Hmm. I'm gonna go with the um with the squiggle shaped Tetris block. Oh yeah, uh, because it always messes up my lines. Yep, very naughty. Very naughty, coming in unannounced, doesn't even ask. Uh, Mario jumps on everything, even in like friendly places. Yep, he does. He's... Jumps all over Peach's castle. He's naughty. Very, yeah. 
Um, probably like every RPG character I play, but that just runs through people's homes, looting their like crates, taking food from their plates. Yep. Just yeah, that's just me. Yep, I, that's I me agree. in a game. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna the, say, the, so the my ultimate, avatar in any RPG. The ultimate naughty video game character is Scott Hunter, both in terms of like <laughs> bad naughty. And, and also to the and sexually, sexually naughty. naughty. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to the Nerd and Geek <laughs> podcast. You should see some of the Skyrim mods I have installed. We're going to end that there. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called out uh, no, with Scott everybody's Hunter. friend, Scott Hunter. Yeah. We didn't introduce ourselves at the start of the podcast, but you know no, who no, we, we are we by now. If, if you stuck with us to for the one hour, 35 minute mark, long podcast this week, that's who we are. Yep. You've been listening to us. Hope you you. have a great two weeks. We'll see you soon. Yeah. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.